And then there was another one that didn't make the list that we had, but I remember talking about this one and it was Peggy Jenny Talk Talk. <laughs> and that was a joke about Tim Ferriss's podcast, right? Oh yeah, because when he first started out, his friend said to him that he should call his podcast Tim Tim Talk Talk. Is that is that what it was? <laughs> Tim Tim Talk Talk? So yeah, Peggy Jenny Talk Talk was an option at the beginning. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On this episode, we are recapping the last year of our podcast and our monthly self-improvement challenges. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. Episode number 50, Peg. Congratulations. Ah, 50, yay! That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and I'm a big believer in the power of habits. I'm doing my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and holding her accountable to habit changes that she has been undertaking one month at a time for a year. I'm playing along too, and as we've taken on a new habit each month, we hope that we've been inspiring you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. We are in the 12th month of our podcast. Can you believe it? And we are using this month to celebrate with a look back. Then after that, we want to hear from you. And then after that, we want to talk about where we are headed next. And would you like to take a little stroll with me down memory lane, Peg? Definitely. Because I looked up a date in my calendar and it was April 30th. 2018. And that was when you and I met up at Williams Coffee Shop to chat about this whole idea of monthly challenges that we'd been kind of talking about and the potential of maybe even doing a podcast. So this was when we officially took our um, relationship from professional to personal. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that night. That was cool. I didn't know it was April 30th. That's neat that you got that figured out. There you go. I mean, and then less than two months later, bam, podcast launch. Amazing. So between April 30th and then the podcast being launched in the end of June, we did a whole bunch of brainstorming on why we wanted to do the podcast, kind of maybe what the format would look like, who we were taking some inspiration from, even potential names for the podcast, and of course the ideas for what those monthly challenges would look like. So we did a little looking back in our original Google Doc that we set up to see what it was that was on our minds when we started the podcast. So when we were first thinking about it, we were our inspiration or why we wanted to do this was, well, we were seeing each other once a month at chiropractic appointments. Jenny was coming in to get an adjustment. And then our appointments were very lively discussions where we would talk about books and podcasts and, of course, monthly challenges. Yeah, and I think that for us, it started back, we were talking about this in 2016. And you were my unofficial accountability partner, I guess, every time I saw you at my monthly adjustment, because it just happened that that year, I was coming in every single month, which was really good for me. And I remember it being so nice that you took such an interest in this weird little year of resolutions that I had started doing. And, and it was cool, because it really kind of kept me on top of it, because I knew that you'd be asking me. And that was where I was was excited every time I was like, so pumped to see like, what's she gonna do now? (laughs) 
It's and I mean, do you remember it started with the Diet Pepsi? That's right. Yes. That. That's right. And I remember thinking, wow, if I can, that was a really deep ingrained habit. And I remember thinking, wow, if I can change that, who knows? And I remember you <laughs> suggesting that it would be cool for us to take this idea, which was pretty similar, um, but was hilarious that I hadn't really noticed, was similar to the Gretchen Rubin's Happiness Project, and do something kind of fun with it, because we both loved podcasts in general. I don't know what that kind of became an obvious choice of something that we could do with this concept. It's kind of cool that she was our online pretend best friend before we knew she was her on our online pretend best friend. Yeah, I think you really kind of ended up getting me more exposed to her. Like, yeah. I think you were talking, I don't feel like she was as much on my radar. But I remember thinking it was kind of funny, the parallels. But yeah. Well, I read The Happiness Project in the spring of 2016. And re- I remember thinking, wow, like, this is a cool book. And I liked it a lot. So I think the timing was right when you were doing these challenges. Weird. And, it, and it kind of just matched up. Yeah. So yeah, that's bizarre. cool. Anyways, in our Google document, um, I made some notes about why I wanted to do the podcast. And I think we both did this. Um, yeah. So the notes that I made were, I wanted to help people go from uninspired to inspired, transformed from ho-hum, that'd be nice to do something different, to take specific actionable steps along with me in my experiment of the month to improve their lives. So this is all about personal development, fitness, food, mindset, health, finances, freedom. Those are the things that were on my mind. And I think probably more so as we fleshed them out when we chatted with them, chatted about them. Um, and then I wanted people to be able to go from overwhelmed to taking action with something each week that is doable. And by the way, I wanted that for myself too, which is also part yeah. of the reason why I was inspired to do this. And also from feeling alone in the constant struggle towards self-improvement to feeling a part of a community of women in particular. And we know we have some dudes that are listening. Thank you dudes out there. Um, but a community of women that are working through it together in a fun way. Yeah. And I remember thinking that we, we could kind of have a cool combination of your um, huge enthusiasm that you have <laughs> and then my sort of um, methodical discipline, I'll call it, I guess. Uh, and it just, I don't know, it just seemed fun for us to have a reason to chat with each other at least once a week. And yeah. I, I know for me in 2018, I mean, so I had done the year of resolutions in 2016 and by 2018, I was starting to feel some of those good habits slip a little bit and kind of getting a little bit of habit burnout. And I was ready to re-engage my interest in good habits and have some accountability. So the chatting with you regularly and being sure I stayed on track was a big part of the appeal for me. Cool. Awesome. All right. So in terms of the format of the podcast, the Happier in Hollywood podcast had an awesome format and it was one that I think I also introduced to you because uh, it involves Elizabeth Kraft, who is our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin's sister. And Elizabeth Kraft works with her writing partner and childhood friend, Sarah Fain, uh, to make this podcast happier in Hollywood. So if you've never checked it out, I think we've discussed it on the podcast over this last year, but if you've never checked it out, it's a great format. It's fun to listen to. Um, And then of course, we were also inspired by the Happier podcast, which of course features Gretchen Rubin and her sister, Elizabeth Kraft. So it's mm-hmm. also a little bit funny now to think about the fact that we actually in real life have met Liz Craft and Gretchen Rubin <laughs> yeah, in person. Weird. So it's crazy what difference a year can make. So um, yeah. they are also both podcasts, those two that I just men- mentioned, that have two hosts. And that's sort of what we were looking to do is have that back and forth between the two of us. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're both really great podcasts to listen to, the kind of banter between the two of them. And it's the in- I think it's the differences that make them interesting. You get the contrast. I think that's cool. Well, and maybe with us too, right? Like you said something about your methodical discipline and my huge enthusiasm, which I take as a compliment. Thank you. I'm not sure if I bring Uh, that to the table. I meant it as one. (laughs) I meant it as one. I love it. Um, And of course, you know, if we're coming up with a podcast, we had to come up with a name for it. That's right. This took some serious brainstorming. And I remember quite a bit of back and forth. And I remember talking about this with you while getting adjusted as well and trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, so here's our list of contenders. So the improvement project was on the list, which is good. Yes. Which makes sense. Yeah. Experiments in improvement. The be better experiment. The be better project. Experiments in being a better human. Experiments in being better. Personal growth project. (laughs) You're seeing a theme here. Personal (laughs) growth experiment. Building better habits. And then there was another one that didn't make the list that we had, but I remember talking about this one and it was Peggy Jenny Talk Talk. <laughs> and that was a joke about Tim Ferriss's podcast, right? Oh yeah, because when he first started out, his friend said to him that he should call his podcast Tim Tim Talk Talk. Is that is that what it was? <laughs> Tim Tim Talk Talk? So yeah, Peggy Jenny Talk Talk was an option at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and the other one... This one we don't have on the list, but I thought this one was hilarious. Was the Pegcast? The Pegcast. Well, that'd be cool. Except for it's not just the Pegcast. Remember that one? Yeah, that was kind of cool. But it was so good, though. Well, that one was inspired by your your Robcast. Like you love. um, Yes. What's his last name? Rob. Bell. Rob Bell. Oh, that's right. So then his is called the Robcast. The Pegcast. That would have been good. Hilarious. I love. I still. If we if we change the name, I'd be okay with it. I think it's adorable. Pegcast. We'd have to do like the Peg Gen cast somehow. Bring it, bring in both names somehow. Oh, takes out all of the fun. I guess. I don't know. Anyways, the improvement project seems Peg to have stuck cast. and it seems to have gone well, I think. Yeah, I think it sums up what we're doing. Yeah, it really fits what, uh, what we're looking to do and what we've been doing over the last year for sure. So yeah. uh, we want to know what you think about it, about what we've been doing over the last year, about the name, about the format. So hit us up on our Facebook group or send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. And now it's time for a segment where we dig a little bit deeper into our personalities called who are you anyway? We will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's question is, what was your biggest learning from the last year of podcasting and doing these monthly challenges? We're going to give a kind of a high level answer here because on the next episode of the podcast, we're actually going to do a good deep dive on this one, but kind of high level. What have you, what's been your biggest takeaway from the last year? um, I would say that I certainly relearned that I am someone who does best by adding extra layers of accountability when I'm taking on a new habit. And this definitely wasn't a surprise, but by adding in the accountability of both Jenny as my podcast slash accountability partners, and then of course, all of you listening, I was much more successful at taking on new habits and sticking with them. So thank you. Um, But my biggest learn, which kind of segues nicely from that, is that these accountability partners, both Jenny and you listeners, because of you, I've taken on this habit, which is this podcast, and I have been more consistent with this than almost any other habit that I have. Other than eating, sleeping, and taking care of my patients, 
for real. So thank you very much to, to you, Jenny, and also to you listeners for helping me to be consistent. As I said last week, one of my newest things that I've been thinking about a lot is that everything I want is on the other side of consistency. And this podcast for a year, every week consistently is a big feat of strength that I feel proud of. And I'm excited that we're here. And I'm very excited to see what our second year will bring. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And I think that, I mean, I don't, I don't know if either one of us, like if it was something that we had been doing on our own, would have maybe kept going with it. Well, I know for 100% for sure that if it was me doing it on my own, I would not have. I would have done like six and been like, yeah, that's good. So it's so exciting. So you really are my much more disciplined friend that gives me like that little like push in the right direction. So I appreciate you. I still remember when I first read the intro that you wrote, I was like, disciplined. And it was just never a word that I thought of for myself. And over the year of hearing you say that to me every week, it has, it's actually one of those things that the more I've heard it, the more I've um, embodied it as something about myself. And it's really made me realize how powerful words are. So thank you for seeing that in me. It was something I didn't realize about myself. And I think it strengthened that in me because now, now I'm like, Ooh, I, but I'm, I'm my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I, I have to be more disciplined here. <laughs> you got to like fulfill that role. I love yes. it. I love it. So, and I think for me, like in terms of what I've learned, because it was my technically my second go around doing a year of challenges, I think the thing that I learned because um, in terms of the Gretchen Rubin framework of being an upholder and being someone who I, I basically, if I, I'm kind of like a robot, like if I say I'm going to do something, I have a, quite a bit of inner accountability and I'll do it. I ended up learning that you need to have a bit, someone like me at least needs to have a bit of a rhythm to it, or you run the risk of getting a bit burnt out. At least I know I can. Um, Rob Bell, who's we mentioned earlier there, and he's one of my online pretend best friends. And he talks a lot about the rhythm of uh, the number seven or uh, six and one is kind of how it's talked about. And it's in a lot of historical texts. And uh, there should be a pattern of rest or you get burnt out. Most of you have probably heard about this um, through, um, you know, the week in terms of uh, the way the Jewish look at it and where they have a day of rest. And it's something that I've really understood that I completely agree with. And once I kind of heard this and heard him talk about it a lot and spoke to a friend who's Jewish and, and talked to him about it, I really felt less badly about the times when I would get burnt out on habits and just recognize that it's part of a natural rhythm and that everything in the world needs a rest sometimes. Um, and I think that's because I'm an upholder and I get so locked into this is what I do and I do it every day. And then I end up getting myself a little burnt out. So, um, so yeah, that was, I think a good learning for me is that I've realized that, yeah, it's great to do these challenges, but you have to, you have to build in a little bit of a rest as well. So, and give yourself a little grace, um, in terms of what I've learned from podcasting, I think it's just cool that as soon as we made it part of our regular routine, we just kept it up. There weren't too many times that I, I know for me, it didn't feel like a struggle to keep going, but you know, then again, you were the one doing the editing and all of that, which takes a lot more time. So, I mean, it was easier for me too. You know know what I think is cool about just listening to both of us talk about our big takeaway here or sort of our, what did you call it? Like our high level takeaway is that 
I took away digging into it more. You took away resting more. It's so neat to see that two people that had sort of, I guess, when we're doing it sort of like thinking about the upholder and the obliger, we maybe took a piece from each other. And that's cool because it worked out well as a partnership. So I appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think that's probably why this attracted because we needed a bit of what the other person had, right? Awesome. It's a good trade. Good trade. Good team. Good team. Do you remember? Do you remember our chat that we had at the top of the ski hill? I believe. No, where I said, "Well, my word of the year was recreation, and your word of the year was intentional." Oh right, yeah. And I had this moment when we were on top of the ski hill where I was like, "Oh my gosh, we both want what the other person." has mastered like pretty much. Right. Yeah. That's cool. And I thought that that was such a weird moment, especially cause we were there skiing and that was my goal is to get more recreation. In. And I mean, you're very good at recreation. Yeah. I, I, it's on the list on the regular. Yeah. I'm yeah. intentional about recreation. I need to be intentional about some <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, but that we is, are, that's uh, a, a cool way to describe it. And also compares to what we just mentioned. Yeah, we're soaking up the best of each other. Hopefully not the worst. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're doing all right. Changing topics. Uh, Now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peg and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or just random internet hilarity we found. And we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So for me, I have you heard of this skincare line called The Ordinary? Only through you. You mentioned it briefly, and then I looked it up because I thought, oh, that okay. sounds neat. So yeah, only through you. Okay. So this company is called The Ordinary. I believe the products are made in Canada as well. Um, and I'm trying their serum, and it's called The Buffet. And as well, I'm trying, they have an argan oil for my hair. Argan? Argan? How do you say that? I I think you can say it how you'd like to say it. A-R-G-A-N. Kind of like Moroccan oil, but just like the actual thing. Anyway, I kept seeing things online about it, people talking about it. And in general, I I am pretty straight up confused about skincare, but I acknowledge that it would benefit me to brush up on it a little bit as I am approaching 40. Maybe it's time to take a little bit better care of my skin. Um, So The Ordinary is an interesting brand, I think, because they describe themselves as their position to raise pricing and communication integrity in skincare. Their packaging is super plain, which I found super appealing. (laughs) And They promote their products simply as just what the ingredients are. There's not a lot of fluff in the way they talk about it. There's not a lot of big claims. It's just here are what the ingredients are in this bottle. That's pretty much it. And they're good, clean ingredients. I looked them up. Like they're pretty awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And they're very transparent and honest about what their product is. And their pricing is incredible. Uh, I did some research online and basically just ordered the one called Buffet because it has a little bit of everything. And (laughs) it had the highest ratings uh, in terms of people who'd used it. So I kind of use that advice and figured it'd be a good place for me to start. And it was $14 and 80 cents for, I believe 30 milliliters. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Use, yeah. You use three drops yeah. of it. Like it comes out of a little drop. 
Um, so for me, it was worth the gamble um, because it was $14. And the argan oil for my hair was $6.80, I think, which is <laughs> that's phenomenal because Moroccan oil, I don't know if you've ever bought that, but it can be quite expensive. Um, and in the summer, your hair can get quite dry, so it's quite nice for it. Um, so far, I haven't drastically reduced the signs of aging or anything, but I don't look worse either. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a pretty um, neat also... concept. Like I checked out the, the website after you told me about it and it really is neat what they're trying to do. It's kind of like they're ty- trying to disrupt, disrupt the whole industry a little bit in terms of yeah. what they're doing with pricing and with transparency about what's in the product. So it's pretty fantastic, especially if you're into health and also sort of minimalist kind of things when it comes to everything, but especially when it comes to something for your skin. So I'm into it too. I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's great. And I ordered mine from well.ca. Yep. Um, I, I think you can order from Sephora as well. Um, but I ended up ordering it from well, and I got some from my, from my mom as well to try cause she was kind of interested, but wasn't sure where to start. And they do have some cool resources on their website where you can kind of build like a little skincare routine, but baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. All right. Well, we'll put some links in the show notes to ordinary so you can check it out too, if you're interested. Yeah. And I, I put a link in there to the direct, like the one that I got called uh, the buffet one. Okay, and sweet. See what you think. Awesome. What All you right. Got? Well, I'm digging something that also is related to, let's call it female health in this case. And so oh, if you're a no. dude listening to this, you might find it strange that I'm going to mention this on the podcast, but I know <laughs> that the dudes are listening have wives or daughters or people in their life that you, they might want to pass this on to. So the thing that I'm digging this week is the menstrual cup. Time to get woke, boys. <laughs> Time to get woke about the menstrual cup. So if you're not sure what a menstrual cup yeah. is, or if you've never heard about a menstrual cup, what it is, is it's an actual cup made of silicone or in some cases latex, but most commonly silicone. And instead of using tampons or pads or other menstrual products, you use this cup and you can buy this cup and they range in price from 25 to $60, but you buy it once and the thing will last for potentially 10 years. So you can save uh, 10 years worth of products that you would have had to buy every month for your period. And on top of that, you're not, if in some cases, putting the product in your body or close to your body that has chemicals associated with it that potentially aren't healthy. So there's all sorts of really cool stuff about a menstrual cup. Now I'm in my forties now, and I kind of wish that I had learned about this sooner because I don't know if you guys know this, but eventually we get to the change and then we stop menstruating. So, um, and the change, but for as long as I'll still be menstruating, I'm going to be using a menstrual cup. It's pretty fantastic. It's, there's a bit of a learning curve involved in it. And if you want to know anything about this in a way that is so out there unapologetically, go to a website called putacupinit.com. There are these two women and they are hilarious and they have videos that tell you every detail about the cup making sure that it's the right one for you, telling you how to use it, telling you every the answers to every question you might have about it. So uh, most people who, if they've ever gone into Shoppers Drug Mart or like one of the various um, drugstores to look for their monthly supplies, they might have seen, at least in Canada, 
the Diva Cup. And I think that's the one that's the most common. So the Diva Mm -hmm. Cup is one you might have heard of, but it might not be the one for you. And if you go to putacupinit.com, they have a quiz to tell you sort of what would be the best cup for you. So I ended up buying one called Lunette, which I'll also put a link to. And um, I've used it for one cycle so far. And it's pretty fantastic. I was pretty pumped that even in my 40s, I can learn something new about my body and do something that is better for the environment, better for my body. And I'm pumped about it. And I want to tell everyone. So when Jenny and I first started talking about the menstrual cup, we talked for 30 minutes straight about it. So I know that there's other women out there that are curious about this and want to know about it. So even if you're a little bit curious, and you don't know if it's for you yet, go to putacupinit.com, you will get all of your questions answered. And I'm digging it. Or send us an email because we can talk about it forever. Yes. If you want to ask us questions, we'll answer them. I think I have had one, we figured maybe seven or eight years. Yeah. So Jenny's also a menstrual cup girl. And you think about just the savings alone. Yeah. And then your health. It's amazing. So if you're on the fence about it, maybe, maybe this is the sign you need that it's time yeah. So if you have questions for us, we are happy to answer them as and yeah. yeah, we're not shy. So if you have a question about the menstrual cup or about ordinary or about anything we talk about ever, please send us an email or hit us up on the socials. Yeah, we want to talk about it. Yeah, try and shut us up. <laughs> All right, now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. I'm up for the win this week, and it's maybe going to sound strange, but I cleaned out my office closet in my home, and I've been resisting this for months, like six months probably. (laughs) And now that it's done, I got rid of a ton of stuff in there. It's reorganized. It feels like I can breathe better. I feel like I can take on the world after a decluttering project like this. And we did a whole decluttering project in March when we did the men's game. And for whatever reason, and this just didn't, I didn't touch it. And I just did this over the last couple of days. And now it honestly, I feel like I can do anything because I cleaned out my closet. So (laughs) I'm going to put some pictures of the before, during and after the closet clutter decluttering project uh, in the show notes if you want to check it out okay so this is what I want to know okay so you did this yes and do you, as you're putting the stuff at the door to get rid of it yes did you have a moment of like being mad that you couldn't count it towards minutes game no not even one bit No, I just felt so excited that it was gone. Like, I don't even think about the men's game anymore that much. But I know that you have that thing where you're like, I'm saving it for the next men's game. Oh, because I'll have like 20 things. And I'm like, yeah, this could have counted toward a day. Yeah. And I like, there was probably 50 or 60 things that are going to go that I could have counted towards the men's game. But I'm not even sad because of how good I feel that that project is done. So it doesn't even matter. If I do the men's game again sometime in the future, I'm sure I'll find other things. For sure. So I'm up for the learn and I, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how I'd like recommitted to my no sweets challenged or no sweets, not challenge, but way of life, we'll call it. Um, I'd recommitted after a little bit of a slip. I broke my streak already. What happened? And, well, I went, Ethan had, it was called friendship tea 
at school and okay. I got to each kid got to have one person come. So I was his person and you bring lunch for you and your special person. So I brought in lunch for him and I, and, um, due to a big lineup at Tim Hortons, I was a couple minutes late and I felt really bad and the kids had baked brownies the day before and they were bringing them around and giving them to their whoever their person was and he looked so excited and his excitement <laughs> combined with my guilt about being a couple minutes late I just couldn't bring myself to say no and frankly they look pretty good and I don't know why I wasn't more grossed out by eating brownies that kindergartners made but whatever um <laughs> So I ate it and he was so happy to watch me eat it. Like, do you remember in The Wedding Singer when she watches him eat the meatballs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like that. And <laughs> it's like, so yeah. And then the next day I had a friend over who is from, she was in town for the day and she came over with coffee and then pastries and I had a little bite of the cinnamon bun. I didn't have a ton, but I felt... I totally gave into the weird, awkward social part of it. Okay. And had some, but yeah, I, so I, then I had that whole, so I think what happened really was I had the issue of when you break a streak and, and then you figure, well, yeah. I've done it now. Yeah. So that's, I think what happened the next day with the cinnamon bun. Cause usually I would have been fine. Cause I had a ton of fruit out. I had other things. Um, I had my like muffins that I make that check all the boxes. Yeah. Don't have sugar or anything. But anyway, so now I've hit reset and I'm back on the no sweets train. So, all right. Well, I think these things are going to happen. And by the way, I kind of feel like his happiness, like for you to eat a brownie, is kind of a good reason to do a little exception. But <laughs> you're right. But that said, you are right that once you break it, sometimes it makes it easier to like oh. slippery slope into the cinnamon bun. That was, yeah, right into it. <laughs> and it was had a lot of icing. Um, what was it in Atomic Hat? Was it? atomic habits he talked about that yeah maybe that sounds familiar when it was like when you but then it's the whole don't miss don't don't miss too right yeah so anyway well good for you to get back for getting back on track (sighs) okay let's move on next week let's talk about what we're gonna do so next week we're gonna go real in depth on what we learned through these challenges maybe we'll talk about which ones we've kept up and which ones we've dropped how's that sound sounds good to me Okay, it's time to get accountable. All right, I like it. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear what you got out of listening to us discuss the last year of us doing habit challenges. Let us know. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show and we hope that you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love it so much if you would rate and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. And we also have a Facebook group. So search for the improvement project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening for a whole year. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Well, after a year, do we feel wise? Uh, I feel wise. Do you feel wise? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) 
I think that I think if you're not sure, that tells you everything. <laughs> I, I, I think real wisdom is really knowing how little you know. Oh, that was a wise statement. I think that there's been too much Star Wars watched in our house lately. And I'm starting to think like Yoda. 